Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time that be, may be wherever you are. My name is Craig Hagan, and you're listening to Rainbow's Weekly Podcast. Once again, we're here on a wonderful day. It's actually June the 3rd. Um, no rain today, for whatever reason. I mean, it's been raining here quite, quite a bit. But we're glad that we have T-Mac back. Back uh, from Louisiana and Florida. Louisiana and Florida. So, yeah, he, he was on... On work vacation or whatever yeah, you might call pretty it. Pretty much, yep. yeah. You know, he worked and then he took vacation after he drove like crazy. Mm-hmm. Telling us about all that. But I'm, I'm sure it was worth it being there. It was Florida. worth it. Being on yeah. the beach. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's worth it. Yeah, being a beach bum. You know, I, I went to Florida too. I, I didn't visit no beach. Yep. I was at church the whole time. He was held captive. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, we, we had a good time with our, our friends Rodney Howard Brown at, at the Flood, their minister's conference. It was a wonderful time. But I didn't have time to go to no beach. Hmm. So. Well, you should have. And since we're on the subject, shout out to uh, the folks in, in Kinder, Paul Cavanaugh, Pastor Paul Cavanaugh, previous podcast guest yes. at the Grand Church. I know some of you folks are listening. We had a good time at the Grand Church. Had a grand time at the Grand had Church. Had a grand time at the Grand Church. Yeah. You know, And like I said, you know, Pastor Paul gave us his testimony, yeah. how, how the, you know, they had their best year ever, even in the middle of two hurricanes. I'm telling you what, it's, it's amazing to see how they've repaired everything, but it's amazing the work they're doing. In, uh, he's It's under-celebrated, I'm telling you. Under-celebrated. And then once again, we have our one of our regulars, um, Marty Grisham, the loudmouth roof nerd himself. He's here with us, um, talking with us. Hey, Marty. Hey, Pastor Craig. You know, tell us about loudmouth prayer. <laughs> T-Mac, and it's just an honor to be here with T-Mac and Dr. C. There you can see, um, it's catching, it's catching. Yeah. Loudmouth prayer, we're just trying to get the city of Tulsa. We're actually getting the city of Tulsa to pray for the city of Tulsa every day, and it's an honor. And I tell you, we've learned so much from Rama about prayer, the things of the Spirit, so it's just been a pretty easy transition to just say, hey, everybody, let's just pray for the city, you know, opening God's ability to be able to touch the city and do what he wants to do. Amen. So, praise God. And also, you have another company. You actually, your company actually makes you money. You're Oklahoma Roof Nerds. Yes, the money company. Yeah. Uh, so you can check us out at okroofnerds.com. We are commercial roofing, but we also do residential roofing. And we've been doing that for 12 years or so. A lot of, uh, lot of good roofs that we enjoy. And one thing about Oklahoma, you never run out of rain. Yeah, never run out of rain. No. So. Yeah, we are during tornado season. But, you know, we'll just praise God we don't have a a major tornado like we've had in the past. We also, you know, want to hear from you guys. Um, if you want to send us an email podcast at rhema.org, um, rhema spelled R H E M A, or please like us on Instagram and on Facebook at rhema podcast. And, you know, we, we want to welcome all, all our, our new um, listeners. I, I know I've been look, looking at our, our stats and, and our numbers are going up. Nice. So, um, Evidently, the people like us, or or people think we're we're weird or whatever. So they're been, curious. They're, they're curious of what we <laughs> might say. All right. So you know, it's but it's wonderful to be with you guys. Um, our subject today. Um, I was been praying about this for a while, and our subject today is actually from Acts chapter three, and we want to ask: Are you really giving people what you have on the inside? And of course, Acts chapter three. I'm going to read it from the New King James version, starting with verse number one. It says, "Now Peter and John went up together to the t- to the temple at the hour of prayer, the ninth hour." So evidently, guys, the ninth hour is the hour of prayer for 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 those of you. And a certain lame man from his mother's womb was carried, um, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which was called Beautiful, to ask alms from those who entered 
entered the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked for alms, and fixing his eyes on him with John, Peter said, Look at us. So he gave them his attention, expecting to receive something from them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold I do not have, but what I do have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. So he, leaping up, stood stood and walked and entered, entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God, and they knew that it was he who sat begging alms at the beautiful gate or the beautiful gate of the temple and they were filled with wonders and amazement at what had happened to him so you know such an amazing story about how the gift of faith came upon peter and john as, as they were you know they weren't praying yet they weren't in a prayer meeting they weren't preaching they were just going to to the temple just to pray and whenever they saw this man, compassion came upon them. And the guy was asking for money, but there's, you know, Peter says, hey, we don't have any money. But what we do have, we want to give you in the name of Jesus. Get up and walk. Yeah. And he did. You know, and, and I was starting thinking about this the other day. He says, you know, us Christians, are we really giving people the Jesus that we have on the inside? And I'm not just talking about, you know, causing someone to walk again or walk for the first time in their life. But, but I mean... I mean, are, are we really being a doer of God's word? You know, and, and so many times we just walk by and don't even care. But, you know, if, if we really have something, we'd want to share it. Don't you think? I agree. Absolutely. I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it's, but the thing about it is, I mean, this man says he was laid daily. I don't know. I don't know how, how many days, but it, assumingly the man's never walked a day in his life. You know, so every day he just stood, you know, his, his basically job was to ask money for, from people walking by or coming, you know, I'm, I'm assuming the reason he was right there, you know, by the, by the temple gate is because people who go to the church, probably a little more, you know, um, what do you call it? More, more nice or more kind or whatever and want to help, help a person out. But I tell you what, when you get a hold of Jesus, I tell you, know, he didn't need any more money because he got his healing. Yeah. And, um, you know, it was it was a gift of special faith, and, and that doesn't happen all the time. But you know what? We could at least pray for somebody when we see somebody hurting, yeah. or somebody you know, you know, going through a, a tough time. You guys have anything to add on that? Well, I just you know, while you was reading and talking, it just two things came just came to me uh, concerning this. You asked the question: um, Are we given what we have? And um, you know, I thought, and you mentioned compassion. You know, compassion is more than just um, sympathy. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh, you know I'm it, uh, compassion uh, is really even more than empathy. Uh, it's 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 doing something for for someone. It's seeing and then moving into action to to do something for another. And um, you know, one reason sometimes we don't um, maybe give what we have, if you will. Is because we're not allowing ourselves to be moved with compassion. At least twelve times in the Gospels, uh, it's it, that phrase or something similar, "moved with compassion," and every time it's there, it it actually the the reference is Jesus or the Father, moved with compassion. And every time you see that, something happened. Somebody was set free. Somebody was delivered. You know, and so uh, that it's I like to to liken it to a function of sight. What we see moves us. 
and and uh, it's a it's deeper than some soulish thing. Uh, it's it's the Holy Spirit uh, moves upon us in that way, uh, and it's it activates the love of God for us to do for another. And so sometimes we're not we're not we're not um, helping, we're not reaching, we're not giving what we have because we're not allowing ourselves to be moved with compassion. And then the second thing is consciousness. Peter was conscious of what he had. Such as I have, give I thee. Well, we're not we're not walking sometimes with an awareness of the power we have because we're not walking in the relationship like we should. Peter Peter was aware; he didn't have to think twice about it. I'm carrying something, yeah, uh, and it ain't it ain't COVID nineteen, uh, huh? He knew what he had. He knew what yeah. he had, and so he it, it, he didn't think twice. Um. So I know this has happened to you guys. Um, I, years and years sitting in Holy Ghost meetings at at Rama, and even when we traveled, Brother Hagen and Pastor Hagen, um, I would be sitting there looking at the big screen because the camera guy would be scrolling the camera around, and the camera guy would or gal would shoot the camera on wherever the Holy Ghost is falling on someone. Right? It's it's so it's it's so perfectly done that every time I would see that person get hit by the Holy Spirit and they would dance or run or whatever, the Holy Spirit would hit me. Mm-hmm. What you said a minute ago was so right on about your sight many times initiates. Yep. And uh, um, a wise man said to me one time um, about a week ago. You, you actually know wise make people? Yeah, uh, I met with him and he didn't tell me his name. He, um, he said that he said, Whatever the Holy Spirit initiates, he anoints. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm going to write that down yeah. in my little memory book. Uh, whatever he initiates, That's he right. anoints. That's good. And so I remember one time we were at a service, and the Raymond Singers and Band were up on the stage. And uh, and it, I looked across the room. Now, real quick, to set this story up real quick, I'll try to do it fast. My wife and I had an argument on the way up there because I'd obviously <laughs> done something wrong. Obviously, so I obviously. was in the flesh. <clears throat> I'm just telling you, I guarantee it was me. My wife's hardly never done anything wrong. Absolutely me. I'd done something wrong. And I was mad. I was frustrated. She was probably a little frustrated. I'm always more frustrated than her. She's a better person than me. But so <laughs> I love you, honey. This is therapeutic. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's helping her. And so, <laughs> so, but I'm really frustrated and angry. And we're in the service and the Holy Spirit's moving. The singers and band are moving. And I look at person, a person, a lady about 20, 30 feet to the right of me. And the Holy Spirit hits that person. And when the Holy Spirit hit that person, I'm sitting in the back of the church. One of the singers and band people literally stopped. I can name I can name them and shouted this through the microphone. Marty Grisham, when that happens, you're supposed to run. Now, I'm in a service of about 1,500 people, and he shouts this through the mic. (laughs) And it was absolutely the Holy Ghost trying to teach me to learn to be led by him, to have the promptings of the Holy Spirit, no matter what's going on in your world, what's going on around you. And your soul even. (laughs) And so I saw that, the Holy Ghost, I saw that woman moving, it hit me. And I made myself, and I took a run, and it, and it, it, well, it delivered me from my anger for the night. But 
But it's and but the Holy Spirit dealt with me later and said, "Son, I'm always trying to teach you to hear my soft, gentle promptings," yeah. and that's what Peter and John that's got. Right. They come along; they're just on their way to the temple. They see this guy, heard a prompting, acted on it. Well, and that prompting was that compassion thing that Craig yeah. mentioned. Really, it doesn't say it exactly in this scripture, but you can see that's what it was. And uh, I teach on this some um, in uh, pastoral care uh, in the school. Um, and I, I, I have experienced this and once you have, once you've identified it, you know, to yield to it. Yes. And, and I can remember, uh, many years ago before, back before we ever came to Raymond to go to school and my wife and I were serving my father-in-law in, uh, in ministry. It was kind of like an associate without a title. And Sunday night we would have a lot of Holy ghost meetings in those days and pray for a lot of people. And, and there was this one particular lady in the church. And I'll just be frank, I didn't like her. Um, she was a prayer. I'll put that, give her that check mark. Uh, but she was also a gospel. Um, and very dedicated lady, you know, and, and, and you know, probably my problem bigger than hers, you know, honestly. But I, I just frankly didn't like her. And so um, she came up in the prayer line, and I would minister with my father-in-law some in those days. And uh, when she came up, he looked at me to pray for her. And soon as he did, the compassion of God welled up on the inside of me. And it taught me something, that this goes beyond our personal preference, goes beyond personalities, goes beyond our likes and dislikes if we'll engage. Uh, and that, that, yeah. that, that came, and it's an anointing if yeah. you partner with it. And that rose up right out of my belly. I had a love and, and um, a feeling of mercy towards her that I knew was not of me. He'll and interrupt I, your moment in time. Exactly right. yeah. He'll interrupt. He'll interrupt that moment in time that you're making about you mm -hmm. so that he can make it about someone Somebody else. else. Yeah. And like I tell the students, it's always about him and them. It's yeah. about you. Exactly. I laid hands on her. She's healed instantly. Wow. And, I, and I, and I went away that night and I thought about that over the years over and over again. It was a lesson for me, you know, and uh, I think that was part of the deal here with, with Peter and John. And we have to learn to, uh, to be moved with compassion and to be conscious. Yeah, and you know, something, obviously you, you talked about usually in the Bible, we talked about moving with compassion, we are talking about Jesus. But we also need to know the spirit of the living God, Jesus dwells on the inside of us. Right. So as he gets moved with compassion on the inside, our spirit gets moved, then we need to obey. And a lot of times, I mean, it takes a lot of faith to, to tell a guy to rise and walk, mm -hmm. never walk. Yeah. You know, but the deal is, is that we're not the one that are healing the people. Right. It, it, Jesus is the healer. And I, yeah. I think we have to overlook ourselves sometimes. You know, you know, Mark 16, you know, talks about that believers, it doesn't say ministers, it says believers shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It doesn't say they might recover. It doesn't say maybe they're going to recover. It says they shall recover. I mean, you know, shall, that's, that's a, it means they will recover. Um, and it's not because you're special. It's because of the gift of God that's on the inside of, of you. And so, but we, like I said, we have to recognize what we have. And so many times, maybe because our relationship with Jesus, we, we, we don't even know his will, his, his nature or, or his ability. That's the yeah. song, right? His, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't know what we have on the inside. So it's really hard to share what we don't know we have. Yeah. Now, you know, one thing we need, might need to do is actually read the Bible. And maybe we'll find out what we have on the inside. And, and you know, it it is really kind of sad the the amount of people who don't read the word. 
I mean, I, I know for us that's kind of unusual, but your average Christian probably only picks up their Bible or their device with the Bible on it whenever they attend a church service. Yeah. You know, and, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to pick on our, our colleagues out there, but there are a lot of church services that are out there that, that are not really in that much inspiring and even sometimes reading that many scriptures. Yeah. You know, because it's kind of, um, unfortunately, in the, in the 21st century, it's, it's, you know, there are a lot of ministers, hopefully not Raymond graduates, but, you know, some of them maybe are, you know, that are more talking about what they believe in the, instead of what the Word says. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that my grandfather always would say, what does God's word say? I don't care what you say. I want to know what God's word says. And, you know, we have to be, a, a James says, a doer of the word. Is that James? Is, is that one mm-hmm. James? Is. Yeah. I want to make sure. Yeah. 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 James. You know, being a doer of God's word. And one thing that we, we, in order to do God's word is we lay hands upon the sick. Or we, where we see people now sometimes too, Maybe I'm, I don't want to call it selfish, but sometimes we get in our own little world, yeah. And we're thinking about our problems, and we're thinking about you know, hey man, I got I got these bills that are due, and I got all these things are going, you know. And maybe the reason I'm going to go to the prayer meeting is not not to pray for you know for my city or for anybody else. I'm praying for myself, mm-hmm. and so I don't notice somebody else is out there having issues. Because I'm too busy thinking about my my problem. Well, self-absorbed navel gazing yeah. uh, stifles compassion. <laughs> Write that down say, in your little say, book. Say that again. <laughs> okay. say, say, say that again. Tony. Self-absorbed navel gazing stifles compassion. Navel gazing. Yeah, I mean you just look, looking looking at yourself, you know. And I, I, some people I think they disappear looking look navel gazing right into their self. They're yes. not aware of anything. Yes. And they're not Anybody looking. To, oh yeah, yeah. They're not looking to their inside. They're looking to the outside. I mean, they're looking to all, all their situation. And you know, we all do live in the real world. And, and you know, obviously, you know, there are many people who who have gone through a lot of stuff. You know, here. You know, and that actually brings me to another point. Maybe you're out there and you're like, Craig, I don't know who I am in Christ. I mean, I, I don't know those kind of things. Well, then maybe you're a candidate to come to Rama Bible Training College, rbtc.org. I tell you what, I mean, if you come here to Rama, we'll teach you who you are in Christ. Absolutely. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll talk In fact, one of your first classes is Christ the healer. We'll find out you know, that, that Jesus Christ the healer, he dwells on the inside of you. Um, and so if you'll just go to rbtc.org, um, you can find information about the, the college. Also, we're going to ask, we ask you to, to in, give us your information, and we're going to have one of our student ambassadors give you a call and try to set up a time um, to maybe visit the campus. And we're accepting applications right now for the 2021-22 school year starting September 1st, I believe, right. is, is when the school starts. Registration day, is, uh, that's exactly right. Yeah, so September 1st or if you or in January. In fact, we just got a call this past week, actually, um, one of our podcast listeners that they called and they filled that information and they're coming um, nice because of the podcast. Wow. So like I said, That's if you're, you're out there trying to find out who you are in Christ, it might, might be good. You know, whether you feel you're called to be in the ministry or, or called this, or, or you just feel you want to learn more about the Bible, rbtc.org. And, and how it's been estimated that two years of going to this Bible school is equivalent to about 25 years of what your normal layperson attends in church. You know, oh, wow. thought that's, like that. yeah, that's what uh, one of our instructors shared with us when I was a student. 25 yeah. years. You can really get caught up in life. I, I guarantee you God uses it to get people caught up. That's good. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, see, 
one of Marty's former jobs here. He was our, our chief recruiter here. Yes, he was. At, at, the, at the he ministry, was the pioneer recruiter. Yes, yes so, it sure was. So he has stats like that <laughs> that might be on our website. If <laughs> well, I'm, they're rolling around in Marty's head, and if you if you hold him upside down, you shake him out. Yeah, uh, it's, it take a while, but yeah, they're in there. <laughs> but you know, I think it is true that that we sometimes aren't. Even if we know what we have, we're too like it's a self-absorbed. Yeah, you know, to um, to use what we have. Right. Or sometimes we're just too timid. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, how how many times has the Lord spoken to us and we're like, well, no, God, use somebody else. I mean, you know, they're they're more qualified or, or you know, they're, I'm, you know, you know, whatever. But, you know, maybe God wants to use you. That's right. When you. When you begin, the more you obey the promptings of him, the more he speaks, right? Yeah, Tony? absolutely. I mean, it just seems like the more, and this happened to me one time, this was about three or four years ago. I was just working throughout my day. I had the most steel, most soft, quiet, gentle leading inside. It literally was such a small tug with my own mouth out loud. I said, Holy spirit, was that you? That was the gentlest, littlest leading you've ever given me in my life. And it was an actual assignment of a thing to do. It wasn't just like, you know, comb your hair today and put on some deodorant, you know, smell good, you know, for the people around you. It was an actual thing he wanted me to do, but it was so quiet, so gentle. And I was shocked. And so what it said to me was, hey, I'm growing. Mm. The softer his voice gets, his prompting, I'm getting better at hearing it. And you get that because we obey him. The more we obey, the better we get at silver and gold. Have I none? But get up, walk right now. You know, it's just those promptings. Mm-hmm. That's good. You know, something else, obviously, Peter and John, they were disciples of Jesus Christ. And so they spent time with him. You know, they, they That's a good point you know, for, yeah. you know, they spent a lot of, a lot of quality time. Um, you know, but the thing about it is, is that we can spend time with our Lord as well. Sure. You know, may, maybe we don't physically see him and, you know, like they did. And, and but but we still have him on the inside. And you know, one way to know the Lord is to spend time with him. And one, one of the ways to spend time with him is, is to communicate with him. And the way we do that is through our prayer life. And yeah. I know, Marty, you I mean, you know, that's been kind of one of your ministry things yeah. is is praying and, mm-hmm. you know, and talking to God. And, and we're not talking about just praying and talking to God. Lord, I need this and Lord, I need that. And Lord, I need something else, you know, but maybe talking to God, Lord, what would you like me to do? Or, or what, 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 you know, what is your calling for me? Or, or, you know, and, and I believe, we believe you have a call no matter whether you're called to the ministry or, or, or you're just a Christian, you know, in the local church, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And, and, um, the way to find out about that is, is talk to God, you know? And, yeah. but the only time a lot of people talk to God is, you know, when they eat, maybe before they go to bed or maybe when they get up or whatever, <laughs> you know, and, and it's a, it's a quick prayer, you know, it's, you know, you know, it's like a, like a convenience store. You know, we, we have a place called quick trip, you know, here in Tulsa and a number of other quick areas. Trip prayer. Yeah. Quick so, prayer. Yeah. So a lot mm-hmm. of us, we have quick trip prayers. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're, we're just, we're praying to eat or praying, you know, for, you know, bless me and my family as I go to bed or whatever. But, you know, we need to spend time with him. Well, that's how relationships are developed when you spend time together. Yeah. And that's, you know, another thing, the prayer and the word. I mean, the disciples, of course, it goes to the fellowship issue, but they had observed Jesus um, in his ministry, in his walk, in his work, 
in his relationship to the Father. Well, we can do the same thing if we just read the Gospels. Yeah. We can observe him. We get the same window in his life that they got, uh, and it should affect you. I remember the very prayer in the very day. I don't remember you know, the day of the week or the year, but I remember the very time that I was praying, and my prayer just completely changed, and it became, Father, what's on your heart? Mm-hmm. Father, what's what's beating? What's on the beat of your heart today? What what's your compassion? Is it is it a nation? Is it what is it today? And that's when it dawned on me. My soul woke up and said, "I've not been really praying right all these years. I'm always talking about my stuff." Mm-hmm. And uh, that was definitely a diff- a change. That that prayer, that moment in time, still comes to me today. And I'll come to him many times because there was something happened to me that day where I got more concerned about him than me. Yeah. Amen. You know, I know my grandfather always would talk about that every morning he would pray, Lord, make me a blessing to somebody. He said, he said, I never prayed that the Lord would bless me. I always prayed that the Lord would make me a blessing. And, And how many times do we not pray that? I mean, you know, you know, even though we all want to be a blessing, I mean, how many times it's, it's, it's not really for the, for most Christians, it's not really the first thing on our mind, you know, yeah. and, and it, you know, he was saying that every morning that would be the first thing on his mind, Lord, make me, make me a blessing, bring somebody across my path that I can be a blessing to. Now, when he's talking about being blessing to, he wasn't talking about necessarily being a financial blessing you know, to them, although he, he may be a financial blessing to them, but you know, a lot of times too, it seems that it's easier to give someone money than it is to, to pray for one or someone or, or to maybe mentor somebody or, you know, or help them, you know, like what, what's the old adage, you know, you, you know, to, to catch fish for some, give someone a fish and feed them for a day to teach them how to catch fish, you know, feed them for a lifetime. You know, a lot of times we're like, here, here, take a hundred dollars and, and leave me alone. Leave me alone. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, and, and yeah. we, you know, we not only do that with our, with people hurting, we do that with our own kids, our own yeah. children. And, you know, I'm, we've all been guilty. Hey, I'll, I'm going to buy you this new video game. So you'll basically leave me yeah. alone so I can go, um, you know, have some peace. And yeah, quiet. It takes time. <laughs> it takes units yeah. of energy of, to, to pour into people. You and, know? and, you know, I, I know I heard a stat when I was doing youth ministry, the average American father sp- spends about a minute and a half of, of quality time with their kids daily. Now, quality time, meaning that they're not watching TV, they're not on the, their computer or their phone or whatever. And this was before, this was really before the invention of the smartphone. And so, and that was an hour, I mean, I mean, a minute and a half, not an hour and a half, a minute and a half daily. I, I think the, the average American mom was like three minutes, hmm. you know, and, you know, and that's basically that what was told on this thing is that, is that many Americans, we would could give our kids what they call hush money. It's, you know, so, and, you know. So what's happening is our video games and our computer systems and our, and our our iPads and Kindles and you know whatever devices are basically raising our children. Yeah. I mean you know they're 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 learning to be raised on YouTube and and you know and Facebook and TikTok and all those kind of things. I mean you know and it is a sad sad thing. But the thing is, you know, if we can't even spend time with our own children, how are we going to spend time with the Lord? You know, because I mean, you know, obviously, I get it. The Lord should be number one in our life, but 
most of us, if you know, we, we, if we give our kids a minute and a half a day, you know, I'm not saying. Hopefully, our listeners, you know, hopefully all of us too are are a little better th- than that. <laughs> but, but but I mean, you know, sometimes we're not. I mean, I'm just I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. I, I don't know how many times, um, you know, I'm busy doing this, doing that. You know, our kids are talking to us, and you're like, you know, you're you're kind of halfway in conversations. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know how many times that. I've been talking to my wife and I can tell she she's paying attention to something else. And so I asked her if she, if she even heard what I said and she was like, what? Mm. <laughs> you know. And so, you know, a lot of times I'm like, look at me, you know, so I want you to, you know, not look at your computer or not look at your device, you know, look at me, let's talk. And cause I'm trying to explain something about our schedule or something like that. But how, how much time did we spend with the Lord? Now, something else, you know, let's reverse the whole thing. Think about this man that was there. Now, now his yeah. purpose was to get was to get money. And, and so, you know, as soon as, he, remember, Peter says, look on us. So he's like, look at me. Yeah. I mean, the first thing he said, you know, pay attention. I mean, they, they locked eyes. The secondly, he said, silver and gold have I none. You know, at that point in time, this man could have could have turned to somebody else and said, I'm, I'm looking for someone with silver and gold. Um. But he didn't. He didn't turn his attention because when he looked at Pete, I believe when he looked at them, he saw that there was something about them that was different than than somebody else's look. There was something about yeah. that look of compassion, you yeah. know. And I, I know my grandfather, whenever he had the um, a vision with, with with, and he saw Jesus, and people asked him, "Well, what does Jesus look like?" And he says, "I don't really know. I couldn't get beyond his eyes." Uh, and he said, wow. well, he says his eyes were like liquid love. Liquid love yeah. yeah. And, you know, and I believe, though, during times like that, when that compassion on the inside comes out, that when people look at us, they can see the eyes of Jesus. And so he stayed connected. And whenever he said, look at us, silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, we give you. And then he says, in the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And, and he grabbed him by the hand and he jerked him up. I mean, you know, this guy could have could have said, "Well, I can't walk. You know, I can't do this." You know, but it's not about. It wasn't about him at that moment. It was about, you know, what I'm going to take. I'm going to take a hold of whatever you got, mm-hmm. because I don't think he really. This guy really knew what they had. I mean, I don't think he really knew that they were Jesus. He was Jesus' disciples. He thought there was some guy coming into the temple. Well, you know, it catches my attention there in verse four when I'm reading King James says, "And Peter fastening his eyes upon him." I mean, that, that makes me think of what you were saying about what Brother Hagin said about Jesus' eyes. Yeah. I mean, he didn't just glance at him and back to the compassion issue of being moved by sight. I mean, he locked, Peter locked in on him, and I think it was hard for the guy to look away. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know. You know, and so that also brings me to another thing, and, and, uh, and I know I'm guilty of probably more than anybody else, but how many times are we so busy staring at our phone yeah. It's true that we're yeah. not looking at anybody around about us to, to be able to. Mm-hmm. It's so true to be filled with compassion. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, I'm, I said, you know, I'm, you know, if anyone knows me, they know that I'm probably looking at my phone. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Or looking at something, <laughs> or answering a text, or looking on Facebook, or whatever. But, but a lot of times we're so busy, and you know that we're not paying attention to the real world. If if we start our morning with a predetermined mindset that today I'm gonna I'm gonna look for that moment. Yeah. That moment that God can take, that moment that God can use. Um, 
few podcasts ago, we talked along these lines yep, a little yep, bit, yep. and it was like a Thursday or something. And then the next day, or Saturday, which Thursday or Friday, Saturday, I had a HVAC guy come out and put a new HVAC unit. And so, but that morning, you know, I'm I'm I've been with you guys. I've gotten been stirred up, right? And so that Saturday morning, he came out. He worked on it. I gave him some money. And my mind was already working, my heart, my compassion. And I, and he said, all right, well, good to see you, boss. I'm going to go, no, come on in. I want you to come in my kitchen. I want to get him in my house. Got him in the kitchen next to the bar. And I said, if you died right now, where do you go? He's like, oh, I, I know Jesus. How about your wife? She's out in the car, you know, if she died right now. How about your kids? I said, I'm going to hold you accountable. God's going to hold you accountable for your wife and kids. And I just went right down everything with him. Well, are you going to church faithfully? Are you serving God? Are you just telling me this? And I just kind of interrogated him just a little (laughs) because, you know, we have a relationship. And I said, well, it seems like you're doing pretty good. Can I just lay hands on you and pray for and bless your business? I was going to do something for this guy. Mm -hmm. And it was a blessing to him, you know. Um, but I just started my day off with the mindset of, cause you know, there's two ways this works. There's, we initiate it or the Holy spirit prompts and initiates it. The Peter and John story here in, in, uh, acts three, it was a prompting as, as pastor Craig said, it was a, a what was it? A gift of, uh, a gift of, gift of faith. faith. So yeah. it was a Holy spirit prompted, but there's things we can prompt ourselves. We can initiate ourselves, And because we're in union with the Holy spirit, we find that most people don't have a full understanding of how much we're one with him. When that new creation reality happened and he came inside and the old passed away, all became new. We, he made himself one with us. It is such an un, unusual, unique relationship that we're so one with him in union, but then we're also so separate because he's still God, but we're so connected with Christ and through the Holy spirit that his heart, his mind becomes our heart, our mind. So I say that we can initiate some things ourselves. You know, just hey, let's go witness to this guy. Let's go do something. Yeah, amen. You know, but like I said, once again, we, we have to pay attention. You know, and the, exactly, we well, have to be conscious. Yeah, be conscious. Yeah. You know, and especially if you're in a, play, a public place, you know, like like the mall or Walmart or, or places where there's other people around, and you know, we we've just been going through what the world calls a pandemic and there are a lot of people who are hurting yeah i mean you know mentally hurt i mean you know obviously mental situations are 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 huge in fact just last night um my family and and i um we were i was with my parents we were after church was wednesday night after church and we were eating at a local pizza restaurant hideaway pizza great pizza if you ever come to tulsa um Actually, anywhere in Oklahoma, there's a hideaway pizza. It's really know, good. Awesome pizza. And we were, we were there, and so one of a gentleman and his wife came, and they were, they were followers of our ministry there from, from Michigan. And um, so we asked them, you know, what are you doing in town? And he says, well, my, my son just committed suicide. Mm. You know, I mean, you know, obviously, you, you this compassion came up on them, and you know, and and well, you know, we we prayed. Actually, at first, I guess it was just a husband that showed up. We we prayed for him, and and then they got done eating. They came over and brought their whole family. You know, his his um, other son and 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 daughter and and wife and, and things like that. And, and then we, you know, we just prayed for them because you could tell that they were hurting. You know, they were going through a, a tough situation. And, um, you know, there are many people going through a tough situation. Now, you know, actually, he wasn't going to tell us why he was in town. 
if my dad wouldn't have asked. Yeah. Us oh, to. wow. You know, yeah. he, he was just, you know, and so what if we weren't that concerned about him and more concerned about, you know, eating our food yeah. or, or what, whatever, you know, you know, they were just coming. I mean, he was just coming to say hi, you know, and obviously being from Michigan, we kind of dad want to know, well, why are you here in town? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and so and I, I so his um, it seems like his kids um, live here in the Tulsa area. And so because because I know that one one of his, his other son was living in Coweta. I don't know where his daughter was living, but I'm, I'm assuming that that um, they must live in the Tulsa area. And so, you know. But thank God we took time to, to ask them. Just initiating. Yeah, that, just initiating yeah, that. Such a because this thing. guy would have never said, I, I, you know, because mm-hmm. he's, I don't want to bother you guys. I know you're eating, but I just want to say hi. You know, and, yeah. and, and, but he was hurting. In fact, um, my son Skyler said he had gone in the bathroom um, earlier and he saw the, the son, which, you know, which is the brother of the one who committed suicide, just staring at the wall, just staring at, you know, you could tell he was, he was hurting. And, and so at that time he hadn't, um, you know, he, he didn't know and he did not, we didn't know, you know, that was the, the brother until, until they finished and they came over and talked to him. Wow. And so, so when you, so this man was hurting, you know, and, and his family was hurting, you know, and I mean, it doesn't take a lot of time to spend some time and, and pray for the family and you know, continue to pray for this family, you know, because, but there are a lot of people today that are hurting. Um, you know, well, the, the bringing hope, help and healing to the world. I mean, that's why that's such a beautiful, you know, slogan, motto, whatever it is, the, yeah. the mandate, Yeah. because people need Jesus so bad. Yeah. 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 And this, you know, I know we in our program with that, but it's more than just saying it at the end of our mm-hmm. program. It's being a doer of the word to bring in hope, help and healing to the world. Because if we really know that we have the one that brings hope, help and healing <laughs> on the inside, yeah. we've got and, him. And so, so, you know, <laughs> wow. you know, well, even, you know, we sing that song, God's got it. Well, God's got it on the inside of us mm-hmm. and, and, and we have the capability uh, of sharing the love of Jesus Christ with the lost and dying and hurting world. Yes. And there are a lot of people who are hurting, especially yeah. through this whole pandemic. And a lot of people don't even realize, you know, I know this guy the other day, you know, one of my friends, he was joking on Twitter. He said, he said, this just in, you know, you don't have to wear a mask at church anymore, but because God has now regained healing power over this virus, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and, and I know that sounds funny, but what he was saying is so many people, Forget about that Jesus is the healer, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and so because they're listening and, and I get it. We're, we're getting inundated with, with all kinds of people, you know, saying that, you know, you're going to die or you're going to get sick or you're going to have this. And because this people, this person's died and that person's died. And, and, you know, and I feel bad for the people who, who have got sick and people who have died o- over the last year and a half. But you know what, no matter what, Jesus Christ is the healer. And, and he comes to bring hope, help, and healing. And, and the way he brings us hope, help, and healing is through us. Yeah. Yeah. But we have to be willing to share what we have. And what yeah. we have is Jesus. The reason why we all were given, according to Paul wrote, a ministry of reconciliation, it wasn't just for the pastor or the, the, the apostle. It's for everyone. Yeah. The reason why is because it's the most powerful calling and the most powerful um, ministry to restore someone to God. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Amen. And you know, wouldn't be, we be selfish 
to, you know, for us to be saved and knowing what we have and knowing that he's given us eternal life, wouldn't we be selfish not to share it with other people? Yeah. I mean, I mean, even if we didn't feel that we were called to do that, I mean, the, the, but the whole purpose in life really is to, I mean, if, if you want to consider it like a game, it's to get as many people on your team, Yeah, you know, before the Lord comes back or, or before you pass away. And so that that's the whole point is to go out and share the the good news, you know, the word of God. Now. And I'm so many people have trouble sharing the good news because they don't have good news to share, you know. And they're always talking about how bad it is or or, or whatever because they don't really know. They don't really they they don't really know what they got. And I, I think it starts. We got to know what we got on the inside. Yeah. We we need we know that we have good news that that we have the savior that that, that we have the healer that we, we have the soon coming king and we have the one that can change it's the life changing you know thing. And and I know people are looking about you know a lot of folks are concerned about gas prices and this and all those kind of things. But but you know what our faith should be in God. It doesn't yeah. matter in God we trust and, and we're we're going to get through all this and you know no matter. If, you know, if the economy gets worse and worse or better and better, it's, we're not moved by the economy in, in that. But, but I know a lot of people are, are freaking out because of, you know, this has happened and that's happening, you know, and, you know, they're blaming it on this person and that person. But <laughs> the deal is I can blame it on one person. That's the devil himself. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll take that prescription, Dr. C. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> ultimately we, we want to, we want to blame it on, on individuals, you know, you know, that maybe not part of our, of our you know, party or you know, political party or whatever, but ultimately that we wrestle not against, against flesh and blood, yeah. but principalities and powers and rulers from on high. And, and so, um, I mean, it's all about, you know, coming against the devil yeah. and we need to, we need to be more in tune with what we got. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. The, the enemy wants us distracted where we ignore those promptings. So let's just develop those promptings. Let's just get better at hearing his voice. And, so. and I think, you know, distraction is a great word. I think that's what's happened over the last year and a half that Christians have been so distracted, true. distracted so about their purpose, distracted <laughs> about, about what they can do or what they can't do or, or, you know, distracted about, you know, what Jesus has even done for us. Yeah. Um, so true. You know, and they're concerned about, all kinds of other issues. Well, anything else you want to add before we close today's podcast? I think that's good. I mean, once again, if you're listening to us and um, you maybe think that you might want to learn more about the Bible, or maybe you, you know that you have a definite call to the ministry, I invite you to check out Rama Bible Training College. That's rbtc.org. If you'll just go on there and um, you can find out more about Rama, more about what we do. And, you know, Rhema Bible Training College is not just a college for 18-year-olds or 20-year-olds, but, but we, we, have, we have the old, we have the young, we have the people who are, are making a, a life change and, and th- things like that. And so, Marty's here for singing our school song. Um, I thought I was having an out-of-body experience yeah, yeah. or something. <laughs> so Speaking anyway. Hearing voices. Uh, rbtc.org, if you go on there, you'll give us your information. We'll, we'll have one of our student ambassadors give you a call and, and tell you about Raymond. And right now we're accepting applications for the 2021-2022 school year. And we're so excited about our, our incoming students. Yes. Yes. I, I know that um, each and every day we, we, we keep getting more and more um Phone calls, emails, or, or whatever um, about some upcoming you know students that, that that have um you know heard about it from the podcast, heard about it from from the many things going on, and, and there's an excitement out there, and, and and I know that this incoming class, I mean, 
there, I, I just feel that we have some excited students that, that are that are ready to go and and, and take the world by fire. Amen. There's really a, a lot of buzz about getting lit. <laughs> getting lit, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That goes back to my my sermon. I guess it was April the April the twentieth or somewhere like that. Anyway. April the eighteenth, I can't think, can't remember. Just staying on fire for Jesus. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, once again, share this podcast with your friends. You know, and I mean, you know, we want to be a blessing to people, and yeah, and we like to have fun, but we also want to want to teach the word as well. And so, so today, you know, we had more of a serious subject. You know, we we didn't have cut a lot of jokes, but that's okay as well. You know, there sometimes to be funny and sometimes to be serious as well but sometimes to be funny and serious there's a time for all things time for all things this is yeah. the bible that is in the bible preached Cle- about it last night your daddy did ecclesiastes yeah. <laughs> yeah for some of you that know ecclesiastes in the old testament yeah. you know you can find another anyway we're going to end today's podcast like we win every podcast here at raymond we're bringing hope, hope help and healing, healing to the world. world god bless you guys have a wonderful day